Welcome to Long Beach Locals, a podcast presented to you by Active Life, located right here in Long Beach, New York. On this podcast, we're going to be connecting you with other local businesses and the people who run them so that you can get to know their stories. In today's episode, we are talking to Caitlin Mongirolando, one of the professionals in the Active Life flagship. In this episode, you'll hear Caitlin's origin story of her leaving a job in finance to pursue her true passion of helping people express their physical freedom and create sustainable longevity. Like many great leaders in the fitness industry, Caitlin believed there was a better way to help people reach their goals that didn't include fad diets, short-term gains, or sacrificing the things you enjoy the most in the sake of quote-unquote fitness. Over the last few years, she has switched career paths and has not looked back. Kaylin has continuously expanded her knowledge to provide her clients with the most up-to-date and qualitative information to provide them the best results. When you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite platform to listen to future podcasts. If you have a business here in Long Beach and would like to be featured on a future episode of the podcast, please send us an email at info at activelifelongbeach.com. We'd love to connect with you and highlight your business right here on Long Beach Locals. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Long Beach Locals. I'm your host, Justin Molesley, brought to you by Active Life Long Beach. And today I have with me one of the professionals in the Active Life space, Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So I want to know a little bit about your fitness journey. How did it all start? (laughs) Well, it started with... I guess let me start with going through my history first. Um, I was a dancer, so competitively dancing throughout my childhood and into college. Oh, wow. Um, The first time I ever picked up a weight was in between high school and my first dance team rehearsal boot camp thing Mm -hmm. that was in the middle of the summer. Um, And what I did, I was running and I was using my mom's 10-pound dumbbell that she just happened to have laying around. Um, And from there, I went to my first camp rehearsal. It's like a week-long intensive. And we had our first workout as a dance team together. And I remember we were bench pressing. Like the actual bar. Really? First thing, yes. (laughs) And... um, The bar barely moved when I touched it, right? Like, I am a short person. I can barely touch the floor in the seat right now. Um, So I was like 105 pounds, and the bar is 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. So Good good portion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was frightened, to say the least. Um, And from that point forward, I kind of hated working out. I can imagine. I mean, it's like very terrifying to walk into and very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, The workouts were like so intense. At times, she would, like, stop us and surprise us with, like, mountain climbers. And, you know, I was always getting in trouble when it was jump roping because I was so bad at it. (laughs) Um, She always thought I was taking breaks, and I, like, just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was, like, not really guidance there. So um, I hated going to the workouts that were at 530 in the morning. Yeah, I I, I feel like every athlete definitely felt the same exact way. (laughs) And so when I stopped dancing... Um, after my junior year of college, I hated going to the gym to do strength training. I went, I jumped on whatever cardio machine there was, did abs in the corner and left, right? Yeah. Um, And it wasn't until after graduation, even after I took my CPA exam, so 
another six months after graduating, after I was sitting on my ass for hours, going to work, coming home to study, um, that I was like, I'm not the skinny person that I used to be anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's when I did like a bunch of research and ended up following a program from bodybuilding.com, mm. which was back in 2013. In, in bodybuilding's prime, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I started following that strength programming. Um, it was so different from what I was used to, and I started to really enjoy it and like the way that my body was changing along with it. It wasn't really until I noticed that I like actually loved it until I started training for the Long Island Marathon. Um, I did the half marathon, and this was after I moved back, so I was living in Delaware when I started all of that. Um, I moved back to New York, and I challenged myself in, I think it was 2015, with doing the half marathon. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point, a lot of my training switched from strength training to running because I didn't have the time between commuting to New York City to work, coming home to run and do the strength training. Right. right. So all my workouts ended up being running and I couldn't wait for it to be over, but I had to finish it. Yeah, you started it. Yeah. You had to get it done. Um, so finished that. Couldn't wait to get back to strength training and I've just been hooked ever since. That's crazy. And I can imagine, like, especially in the beginning, for a lot of people, that would have been really discouraging and for them to be like, you know what, the college uh, athletics isn't for me. Like, jumping into having the barbell on my chest immediately, <laughs> weighing 105 pounds at the time, like, that's very overwhelming for just about anybody. Oh, yeah, it is. But I do have to note that having that experience made it going to the gym way less intimidating than it is for, like, a beginner. Mm-hmm who's never been in the gym before or something like that. So I had that in my pocket. I just had the fear of like why my workouts always had to be intense and do this to get the results that I wanted and they didn't have to be. Yeah, and did you start like senior year of high school or was it like that transition going into college or was it always in the beginning of high school that you started working out a little bit? It was just really in the beginning of college. Um, in high school, I did like lacrosse for two years, but essentially just always ended up doing dance where we didn't do any strength training in our recreational dancing. Mm -hmm. um, the most we did was like crunches on the floor. So when you were going into like getting, like you got recruited to go to dance and everything like that, did they give you a workout program? We did. We had two team workouts um, that were at 5.30 in the morning, um, which followed various different structures. So there was 18 of us on the team and we would either be split up into groups of six, so three different teams, um, or there were like 18 different stations. So like you would hop Just around the gym. Around. Yep. Um, some of them always included sprint intervals. <laughs> I think that's probably why when I go back to running, that's what I do. Mm. Um, and then plyometrics and strength training. I feel like the running sounded like a, a toxic relationship. It's like <laughs> it's like I still do them, but every now and then it's like I hate them, love them. It's more yeah. of a give and take. Yeah, but I mean that's originally how I hurt my knee was sprinting on the treadmill. Mm. So right, um, and that summer going into college, did they give you a program to work on, or was it more so like no. you went in and it was just here we are? No, it was just like get ready. Yeah. <laughs> like just, yeah, just be ready. That's it. I'm like, okay, I never did this before, but let's try it. <laughs> That's crazy. 
What, so when did you decide to be inspired and turn this into a career? Um, probably wasn't until like years later. Um, after going through like probably four or five years of like my own journey, my own experience, and research, things like that, just teaching myself a lot of things, I realized that there's a lot of people out there that still follow such outdated research and advice, the myths, the quick fixes, mm -hmm. that may have found results when they were doing them and everything is like blown out of the water after yeah. the fact. Um, so I thought that if I could do it and I could teach myself, it could I could also change other people's lives, help them maintain a healthy lifestyle rather than having to be afraid of it. And based off your track record, you've been doing a pretty damn good job. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, and the field you were in before this was finance? Yes, it was. How did that, <laughs> like, that's definitely a big transition between the two. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? And maybe for those who may be on that same journey as you are, or in the early stages. Yeah. Um, so I went to college for accounting and finance. So obviously, outside, <laughs> you leave college and you take whatever job you can get. For sure. Yeah. Um, I was always like a numbers and science person. So when I went into college, they expect you to know what to do with the rest of your life. And I went into numbers. Um, from there, I ended up working for a pretty big bank. And you know, I never really wanted to work for a bank, ever. Um, I took my CPA exam, so I am a certified public accountant, and I, to this day, like, still haven't used it. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> um, but working in finance, I realized that there is a big emphasis on work and a lot less emphasis on life, right? Yeah. There is no work-life balance. The attitude is you're working around the clock. Um, that's all that matters. You're working to live. You're not living to work. Um, and there was no recognition, a monetary reward, but it was more like, like a, to shut you up kind of thing. Like yeah, stay happy. Yeah, stay happy. Yeah. Stay here because you do. You, I did work well. I'll, t I'll tell you that. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it did. It just wasn't enough for me. Did you have a moment where you were like, this was that breaking point of like enough's enough, I don't want to be in this field anymore, I'm going full send into the fitness field? Um, well, it definitely, the pandemic definitely helped with the transition um, because I was working from home. That's what was nice. Right? <laughs> um, during that whole, before I even started this, it was, you have nowhere else to go, so you're working around the clock. That yeah. was the assumption, right? right? And I was like, that's not right. That's yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah, <it's> not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that alone, I was like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to get certified. I'm going to do what I have to do to change this. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess after I actually started working as a coach is when I really saw, like, there is something out there that actually makes me happy. And like, I can like going to work. Even if I was working two jobs, meeting clients in the morning, working nine to six, meeting clients at, di at after dinner, you know, like I was still happy. And how long were you in this, go going in and out of the city for? Um, 
want to say it was like five years. That's awesome that you were able to make that jump and yeah. say like, you know what, I'm, this doesn't make me happy anymore. Happy anymore. Yeah. I'm going to take that leap and be that person that I want to be. And yeah. hats like, off to you for that. Every day was literally the same. Wake up, go to the gym, come home, shower, get on the train, go to work, come back, eat dinner, go to bed. Just do it again. Yep. Do it again. Exactly. Do it again. There was like no joy. <laughs> That's I could imagine. I can't imagine. It's and I'm sure a lot of people feel as though they're in the same situation where they feel like a little locked down in a sense i'm sure there were a lot of emotions you were feeling during those times and there are plenty of people who could be feeling the same way and you're an advocate for that for those people who are like i want to do that i want to be like kate and make that leap and be really successful on the other side of it it's definitely scary but it's possible what were some of the obstacles that you faced making that transition into this industry the biggest one was probably the stress related to a financial burden. For sure. I was living comfortably, um, and I took about a 60% pay cut, maybe even less as soon as I did it, because my book of work was not as big, because I was only doing it part-time. So that was the biggest thing. Um, I was concerned about mine and my husband's future, right? Like. Are we going to still be able to afford our mortgage? Um, Will people even like me? Will people trust me? Um, Will I eventually have to go back into finance? Um, And I'm sure that was one of the biggest fears. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so getting over that and just making sure that I had confidence in myself um, and having conversations with my husband and saying, like, I don't want to go back into finance, so I just need your support, and he is like full send. So. Shout out, Chris. Chris <laughs> has been awesome. <laughs> wow. That's a, a lot, you know? Like, a lot of people wouldn't be able to say that or say that they're strong enough and confident enough to follow through with that because of that burden. Like, the financial burden does a lot more to you than just, like, obviously the number in your bank account, but the stress that it puts on you is oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, was there anything that you missed from that finance day? Miss? No. That's awesome to hear. No. The re- and the reason I say it's <laughs> awesome is because there's there were no regrets. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, no. It's helped me in the sense of like the business side of things where a lot of gym owners or people who are starting their own businesses find finance and the business, budgeting, expenses, very difficult, mm-hmm. hard to manage. And that is a lot easier for me. So I can't, you know, be so terrible towards it because it does give me that support and that knowledge. So um, I have to be a little bit grateful for that. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't cool. miss going into the city at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we spoke about that the other day where you were like, you know, I really don't miss going into the city. I have no problem never having to go in again. Yeah. All that. Yeah, no. Is there anything you miss from your dance career? Um, yes, sometimes I get the urge to see what I can still do. <laughs> <laughs> do a couple of stretches, but we'll see if I still got it. Um, I'm definitely not as flexible as I used to be, but I can, I'm, I tried something a few months ago and I can still get my butt off the floor, That's good. Um, which is good. But the most, Im- the most thing that I miss is, um, the way that I was expressing myself through dance. Um, I am not an emotional person, so if you see me crying, something is really wrong. Right. Um, and 
I'm also extremely shy. So dancing was my way of expressing myself and my emotions without having to talk to anyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine, yeah, that's amazing. It's very interpretive. You do everything you want with your body and being able to express yeah. it to its full potential is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that was something I lost through college too because dance team in college is very robotic. Everybody sure. has to be in unison. So I realized that a long, long time ago and kind of is what some pushed me away from it a little bit. Right. So. I, I could imagine that, you know, as, as toward the end of, the cr of your college career with dancing, it was probably like, this is more of a job than an actual like, Yeah, not last year I wanted to enjoy myself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> senior year of college, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> How much of, has your perspective on the fitness industry changed from, let's say, early college to now? Uh, well, in college I really didn't know much about it at all. What was your perspective on it? Like, what did you think was fitness? I hated it. That's not a bad <laughs> answer. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't want to do anything. Um, so I'm going to jump ahead a few years and go to, like, after college and say that a lot of what I was doing was based on, like, what you see on social media now, you know, mm -hmm. picking up the heavy weights lifting as much as you can, PR after PR, um, and circuits and flashy things and doing all these exercises and like you don't need to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely changed because I think I do about five exercises right, I mean, in a workout and I'm done. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I've learned that all of that is unnecessary and you only need to do the amount that you need to do to look better, feel better, and move better. Yeah, like either the minimum effective dose or just, just the right amount. Exactly. Um, has your perspective on fitness now, like, let's say about two years ago during the pandemic, was it always more in line with what Active Life is providing? Yes, because through the pandemic is when I actually started suffering from injuries. Mm. Um, and so, thankfully, I started learning from them, and I was able to help myself. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Um, so that definitely put a little bit more of a perspective of, like, you don't need to be doing all these things. You don't need that, unless, like, you want to, and that's your desire, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you consider to be, like, an ideal client for you? Um, an ideal client... I'm going to stick with characteristics here because I like to work with people who are dedicated and committed to the process. That might not be their like very first intention, but over time they are changing and end up trusting the process, right? Um, through like the education that I provide them and helping them change like their lifestyle so they mm. also have to be like willing yeah. to make those changes um, because it's not easy no it's not um, after years and years of doing things that aren't prioritizing your health it's hard to make that swap mm -hmm. um, so you for me it's a lot more joy that comes to me when you my client is specifically willing to make those changes right I don't like pulling teeth. 
I will if I have to, but yeah. <laughs> it's, not my, it's not my forte. Yeah. Um, and I can see it's a lot more of that um, it's hard to not want it more than the client wants it because it's you want to help this person so bad, but you can only do so much because they could only help themselves to an extent. Yeah, because then it gets really frustrating on you. Yeah. And you just get mad at yourself. And blame yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, you start questioning like everything. Why can't I help doing. them? But yeah. I'm doing the most that I can, and they are not doing the most for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, are there any highlighted client wins over the last few years that are like really stand out to you? There's quite a few. That's good. That means you're good <laughs> at your job. <laughs> um, for me personally, it was getting myself out of knee pain um, before my wedding so that I could wear heels and be comfortable. Um, I went to physical therapy during the pandemic, and granted, they did help me gain some range of motion, but when I left there, I couldn't bend my knee past 90 degrees wow. without being in pain. I couldn't walk down the stairs. So Damn. a big thing for me was being able to dance at my wedding. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> um, but I was, I was glad I was able to get myself out of that. Um, a few other ones would be a former client who was told that she needs to ride her bike with her seat really, really high so that her knee wouldn't bend, right, because it hurt her so much. Mm-hmm. Five or six months down the road, she could ride her bike fine down the boardwalk by the summer. That's amazing. Um, another one with arthritis in the knees that thought this was going to be the rest of her life. Now walking up and down the subway stairs and wearing heels at work, right? Um, who else is there? <laughs> um, one who <coughs> couldn't sleep at night. So we changed, took a deep dive into her lifestyle habits. What can we fix there? Um, and we focused on breath work and breathing mechanisms, right? Um, so that she can put herself to sleep and now she could sleep through the night. She stopped going to acupuncture. She thought that's was that was going to help. Yeah, That was her prescription. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then a few other ones, but I won't go into like too deeply, but I love also the wins around food and nutrition. Mm-hmm because today everybody's still afraid to eat. It's going to make them fat. Um, They're cutting out carbs. They're cutting out food groups. And who wants to live their life like that? I know I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So um, big wins for me are people that come around and realize that they can eat a lot more than they have been in in the past and feel better, look better. Not have to give up so much. Realize that, like, part of the reason they weren't seeing their results was because they weren't eating. Right. And I think that's such a cool, like, light bulb to people because the second they do, it's like, wow, my body yeah. feels better. My skin yeah. looks better. I'm not tired I'm anymore. I'm tired. Like, yeah. Literally all of the above. <laughs> um, what is your pi- your opinion on where the fitness industry is at in its current state? Um, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if you look on social media, Instagram, you see all the six packs and the butts and um, the fake marketing myths, the quick fixes that people just fall into the traps. And it's upsetting to me. For sure. Yeah. Be- 
because I looked at them too. I could have easily fallen into that stuff. Yeah. Um, people are very, very gullible, and they tend to believe anything and everything people say to them. For sure. Um, which makes my job, our job, so important, right, to make sure that we are giving them the education and the evidence that they need to trust and believe that they can get to where they want, they can maintain it um, with just a different perspective. I appreciate you being vulnerable for a second to say that, like, that was you for, like, at that time before yeah. where you were feeling like everything you saw on Instagram was the way it was supposed to be, like, these people are ripped, so they should know what they're talking about, yeah. and all these things, and I am the same way, like, when I was growing up, seeing all the, these guys on Instagram, on all the social medias, in the gym, like, this is it, this is what you're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be going 100% every single day, you're supposed to be beating your body to a pulp, and then feeling like crap the next day, because you had a good workout, so that means that that was this yeah. clear indicator. Um, but meanwhile, like you said, you were dealing with a lot more injuries. I know I was dealing with a lot of injuries, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this are on that same path. Uh, in your own words, what are you and everybody else at Active Life uniquely offering? <laughs> in my own words, we are helping people prioritize their health by giving them the education, guidance, support, movements that they need so that they can embrace the things that they enjoy most in life so that they can go out and say yes to all of the things that they want to do without the fear or lack of confidence that they can't and that includes like not only like going for hikes and this and that but like going out to dinner right going to a party with friends like you can do those things you can enjoy yourself mm -hmm. um but ultimately, we want our clients to have that physical freedom and the confidence to no longer need us anymore, to have that education to be able to navigate through any bumps in the road that pop up and still be successful. That was a great response. <laughs> <laughs> and my follow-up question to you now is, why Long Beach? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, back in the day, me and Chris were living separately. So we lived in Delaware after school for about, I guess it was three years. Mm -hmm. We both got jobs in New York City at the same time, 2015. He's from New Jersey, and I'm from New York, Long Island. Uh, so we lived separately and did the long distance thing for like two years. Um, he wanted to live in New York City, and I clearly <laughs> hate New York City. Yeah, <laughs> I think you expressed that a couple times. Um, he wanted to rent, I wanted to buy, so we were, you know, we needed to compromise. Our first compromise was going to be Connecticut, because we don't know anybody there, and we're like, if restart. we can't agree on anything, then that's, we're both going to have a restart. Then we looked at each other and we're like, why do we both want to be miserable? Yeah, right. It's like, let's reconsider <laughs> this. So when I was in high school, me and my friends would always come down to Long Beach, you know, go to the beach for the day, go out on the West End. Um, and I always liked that there was a town on the beach, right? right. I'm a beach person. Um, although I do hate the sand and I don't go in the water. 
interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I brought him down here one day. We went out to lunch. We went out with friends. And he was like, okay, I get it. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so then, like, the next day, I sent him a listing on Zillow. And I was like, how about this? And he's like, okay. I was like, wow. He's like, that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> and then we bought a condo. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. I know a lot of people that have been in similar situations but for yourself to find this and now this place opening up and you have a wonderful opportunity here it's like it all ends up working out in itself yeah, yeah and it, the community itself is great um on long island so i grew up in levittown so i know what other areas of long island are like um people aren't as happy over there than they are here like everybody's happy you're at the beach yeah <laughs> so um it's different everybody's nice um and it's just, it's also like an active place. People are always outside, mm -hmm. walking on the boardwalk, running, riding their bikes, playing volleyball. All the above. Yeah. yeah so um, it's just a great place to live. That's a great answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to leave the viewers off with? Um, sure. I'm going to say that you should not quit. Try and find those things that you enjoy and keep doing them consistently. Finding those things takes a lot of trial and error, but you don't fail until you stop trying, right? So you may feel like you've tried everything in the books, but there is something out there that will help you reach your goals. Right, so keep going, and success is way closer than you think. Another wonderful answer. Where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, Coach Kate underscore. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. It was great. Awesome.